is cheesy. The plot is stupid. I'm sorry, the plot is bad. That's a little open. Hello, everyone. Welcome to a brain damaged edition of ARG Presents. I'm your good buddy, your good pal, Amigo Aaron. Joined by a man that could use a little brain surgery, if you know what I mean. It's the Prince. It's true. I. It has uh, uh, been so stunning to be in our new set yeah. that I have uh, grabbed the reins of production and and experienced my first my first defeat. Yeah, as this is the second time we're recording the opening. Yeah, the reins of production led us deep into the canyon. That's what careened over the mountain. To our untimely deaths. With a happy tune playing yeah, the entire time. That's true. <laughs> now, you can see if you're watching at home, uh, we are in the deepest corner of Wrigley Field here. I'm <laughs> waiting back. They've cleaned out the vines. What are we doing here in this brick alley, the Brent? Aaron, we have worked tirelessly over several, several days. Several uh, days of tireless work <laughs> and evenings. Uh, to, to put together such a fine new studio. Uh, I I know that we have uh, really pressed up against it. We finished this late last night, I would say, and uh, uh, I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to have the new set. I think it looks wonderful, and I'm excited. Are you excited? About I'm the always new set? excited. I'm, people say I'm overly excited. You are, but they don't understand how excited you can get. That's what I say, and I'm really excited because this is a classic ARG week this week because this is right up our alley. We're talking about the Grundy New Brain, yes. the New Brain brand. Now, I may have asked you this once before, but have you ever heard of the New Brain? Did you know anything about the New Brain? No, nothing, because this was it, talk about never making the trip across the pond. Oh no, <laughs> they, they, they took this thing and threw it right in the pond. This thing didn't make it over the puddle. <laughs> you know what I mean? So let's talk about the New Brain now. The New Brain has a history that's long and convoluted. I'm going to try to, uh, and trust me, I don't have a full grasp, but I'll give you the best of my abilities. I was surprised to find out that originally the new brain was designed at Sinclair Radionics. That's right, Clive Sinclair's company uh, worked on this thing. Now, uh, in the UK, as far as I can tell, there is a uh, there's an outfit that will prop up a business that is starting to fall apart. Right. Uh, you know, for, for money and whatnot. And I think it's called the National Enterprise Board, I think. Again, you can correct me if I'm wrong here. And so they came in to help uh, prop up Sinclair's, uh, like, lagging company. And so there's a series of events where Clive starts up another, brings back another company of his, there's transferring of the of this thing back and forth, but at some point, as far as I can tell, um, Sinclair wanted to go in a different direction, the budget direction, which we all uh, know and love. And so, ultimately, uh, the uh, research from Sinclair turned toward what eventually would become the ZX eighty one. Now, the new brain, uh, which was uh, talked about quite a bit in its early days was supposedly a very powerful little machine. I mean, way ahead of its time. Yeah. And so... And it, really made for business. Right. Well, it was made for business and education. And uh, that prompted, at one point, it to be in the consideration for the the BBC's computer, uh, the National Computer Education... Which we talked thing. about a few weeks right. ago. Right. And this was... It was another one that was in, uh, that was in the running 
Uh, but uh, unfortunately, it wasn't quite done, and they took that into account, and so it was sort of like it wasn't picked up. Uh, through a series of people get, inheriting the rights to it or having bought companies that got it, eventually it wound up in the hands of a new company called Grundy. Uh, Grundy wasn't a, uh, wasn't around that long when it started up, and ultimately Grundy was picked up as well. Uh, as far as I can tell, it looks like they made about 50,000 of these things uh, that went into um, educational, scientific, uh, small business. It Weirdly, this was in a lot of pharmacies for some reason. That, that was, huh. That struck me I wonder as if it was because of the display that's on it. I don't know. I wonder if they were, maybe they could use whatever they're using it for without a monitor. Well, no. Uh, no yeah, yeah, that yeah. Be probably really like it there. yeah. But it wasn't, I mean, listen, this thing was not a, like what I would call a dud or anything. It had a, it had basic in it. It had its own, it had its own built in compiler. It was a, uh, a decent little system and having tooled around with it this week, uh, it w- I would say it was in line with, um, the majority of the systems of its era. And I'm sure if this had been released several years earlier, yeah. it absolutely would have been something that would have, uh, uh, that would have, uh, been real popular. Just to get to the little, the specifics of what you've got involved in this thing. So again, this, you gotta remember, this came out in 1980. So this is a pr- real old machine. It has a, a decent little QWERTY style, uh, keyboard. It's 62 keys. The keys are calculator style. It's a yes. calculator style keyboard. It sort of looks like a calculator with that. Uh, the, it's got a a panel on it that's like a calculator panel at the top. It's a yeah. one line panel, which is unusual. Uh, it's got a. It's an, of course it's a monochrome machine. As far as I can tell, there's no audio in it. It's the CPU is the old Zilog Z80. Of course it is. At thirty two k of memory, a twenty nine k of ROM. And then includes built-in uh, basic, uh, which is nice. It had 80-column um, uh, mode. It had uh, graphic modes of 256 times 10 to, two, or to 640 by 220. Not bad. I thought the graphics in this were uh, above what I would have expected when we got into it. Uh, well, it's, you know. it's mainframe graphics. Well, not mainframe. No, yeah. it's just got, it's got monochrome graphics of the day, but they look okay. Yeah, they're ass. Um, they've got, you've got um, two... Tape ports and it's got a TV output RGB in the back, which is who'd have thought that's not a bad idea. You know, that was surprised by that. Uh, it's got uh, it's got a couple uh, RS232 ports in the back, uh, and it's got a bus like a bus uh, connector on the side of it. There, uh, it's got an ex- uh, external uh, power supply. The funny thing about this is they actually released a few uh, peripherals for it. Uh, including a joystick port, a light pin port. So they had a couple different uh, items. Uh, this thing originally sold for 229 pounds. So it was definitely not a budget priced item, like say a Z, like a ZX, right? Where you're, where you're aiming for that under no, they, hundred pounds. They were going for the business crowd. You know, that's uh, from what everything I saw. They were going for the business, more of a business atmosphere. I will say, from leaping through. The various programs that this thing had on offer, there was a lot of uh, educational stuff in there too. So yeah. clearly, this is something that they'd aimed at schools, and I'd wager some people may have had these in schools. I mean, they sort of lingered around for a while too. I mean, there it's a unique system. It's not very big. It's I would say it's it looks like it's roughly the same size as say a a, a ZX uh, uh, A1 or a, or a uh, ZX Spectrum. A little it's bigger than a Spectrum. It's for kind sure. of a tan. 
Look, it's a it's a it's an attractive unit. I thought, frankly, I yeah, it's okay. okay. I would I would pick one up, but I mean, this you're talking about something that would no, be you right. Yeah, they're they're. Did you see the prices on them? I couldn't find one for sale. Thousand so. bucks. Oh, really? I did watch. It's funny. There's scarcely little on the uh, on the Grundy New Brain, like in terms of video footage. I found a long series of a dude just trying to fix one. Very first video blows it up, like boat burns the power supply up. Yeah. I saw uh, quite a few videos of people having them open. I don't know if their reliability at this stage is is has deteriorated. I know the the one line panel, the calculator panel at the top tends to go like dim. Yeah, those the, and those things go any any anyway. I think that's a that element of it's pretty unique. You know, I, I don't think I've ever seen one that quite had something like that. I'm not. I don't know if that was for. Doing some sort of like you know math calculation, maybe that's something a register type. Well, thing. no, it, when you typed, uh, what you typed, it would appear on the screen as well. What's but it would also of? appear on that little panel. What's the point of that? Oh, point. I, I think it was a thing. Okay, so I think the, it was a just the selling marketing kind of inside no, scoop or what no. that thing was there for. Uh, it you know it did get upgrades. It had up upgraded ROMs in it. It had it did have a built-in graphics set in it. Uh, it was comparable to other systems of the day in terms of its math uh, calculations and whatnot. Uh, so it, it was sort of well known for its, you know its ability to uh, to uh, work with advanced math stuff. So that's that's kind of something to it. Uh, it had CPM uh, 2.2 available for it, so that's that's a kind of a boon. That's not too bad. So I mean, I, I've got nothing bad to say about this ma- uh, machine. Uh, it just uh, didn't catch on. It no, probably no, it released way party. too late. I mean, you the, hear it all the time about these things. Releases way too late, and by the time it makes it to market, what it is, everyone's already passed. I should mention that, just to be completely specific, the line, the calculator line at the top is a 16-character vacuum fluorescent display, the old VF display. Yeah. Uh, and y- that would come on whenever you had your machine on, whether it was on hooked up to video or not. So you could always have that. It's interesting to think that maybe if you'd put maybe... Uh, it, it's This is sort of a... If, remember when we did the uh, Terra City Model 100, which is completely comprised of, a, of that built-in display. Right. This is somewhere... It's It would be interesting to see something that's in the middle that could do both. You know, saying that, hey, like, say, add maybe three or four more lines to that, and have the TV out. Then you got something that would be quite the oddball machine in retrospect. But uh, all things considered, uh, we were worried that the playing this would be incredibly difficult. I got to uh, take a big shout out to Jocko, yes, who literally did all the late the uh, yeoman's job of trying to figure this thing out. And his, uh, and then he just presented it to us in a nice gift wrap package. Yeah, and, and we we thank you so yeah. much for that. We've had a busy week getting all this together and all this together. Yeah. And so, so so that really was a, a big help. Uh, and once using his instructions, the emulator is not that difficult to use. And I I'd say the emulator is pretty good. I mean, it's hard to gauge, isn't it? Because yeah, you know, I did have a lot of crashes, but I could never tell if it was the Grundy New Brain crashing. No, yeah, no, it was. <laughs> There was a lot of program errors, and I think yeah. that is just, um, you know, a sign of the time. Luckily, um, the emulation package has a bunch of games in it, and we were able to pick from, I would say, a, I don't know, decent amount of games, wouldn't you say? Uh, a couple dozen. Yeah, 
And uh, so we grab a couple. You want to start the dance? I will, Aaron. Because, you know, when you when you get to a machine like this, there's only one thing to play. And that's Worms. And I don't mean... Oh, yes, that's one of my favorites. I love that game. And I don't mean Worms like the uh, uh, Team 17 variety. Yeah. I mean Worms like Snake. Because this is Snake. Let's be honest about yeah. things. Um, this was released in 1982 by Brainwave Software Limited. And the reason why that name is important is because they were running the whole dang show. Um, <clears throat> they are credited by for the the distribution of the new brain in the UK. Now a different company released it over in the Netherlands, but for uh, the UK release it was all Brainwave Software Unlimited after everything fell apart and they rebuilt it back up. Are these so this was a commercial release, is that correct? Yes. Okay. Oh, I'm not even sure about I was wondering about that for both these games. Yes it was, Aaron. In fact, this was advertised in magazines. Mm. This was the peak software for the new brain. I'm this, not this kidding. Was? Yes. Okay. Uh, let me read you what I found in the uh, uh, 1982 April edition of Personal Computer. An exciting game in which you play the part of a worm which has to catch and eat random numbers which appear on the screen. However, the, there are one or two problems. Every number you swallow increases not only your score, but your length. If you happen to reverse suddenly, you choke yourself to death. Oh, man. And your skeleton will be left to obstruct you in the next round. And guess what happens should you ever catch your ever-growing tail? That's it. <laughs> that's the whole. That's the whole thing. Don't you just die? Well, anyway, I would assume so. But well, I, mean, I thought that you. You know, it's a real big buildup for that. I. It's not my buildup, Aaron. It's them. Uh, this sold for four pounds. All right. And four pounds would get you uh, the case, uh, the game, the cassette, of course, and postage. So I think they understood what they had. And they weren't trying to uh, change the world, you know. Yeah. They, this was this is Snake. We've all played it on your Nokia phones. We've all played it uh, in a web browser, sitting around. Well, the there I will have some additional stuff here. I, I, I'm getting to that I'm little sorry. mystery impatience. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Um, but this is one of uh, Brainwave Software Limited's standout titles. This Othello is the other one that Brainwave pushed. Yeah, they really uh, were branching out there with their games, eh? Well, th that was the other one that they actually had um, magazine articles for. That was their actual software releases. So, what do you have here? You have a, a snake game. They call it Worm. It's Snake. Uh, but it's a good version. First of all, you get to choose whether you want to use a 40 column or uh, a play field or not. And then you're 80. Yeah. And then you get to choose whether you want to do four directional snake or eight directional snake. It's an easy choice. <laughs> and lastly, you get to say uh, what color palette you want to use. And really, it's just do you want to be 
green on black or do you want to be black on green? Green on black. Remember that song? No, I don't. Oh. So how does this play? The the cardinal directions, the four-way directions, it's a good game of snake. Uh, it says exactly what it said in the article. A number will prop up randomly and you make your way towards it. Sometimes it sticks around. Sometimes it just randomly disappears. Uh, whatever number you eat, you get that many points. Uh, and your snake grows longer depending on how big the number is. So if you eat a nine, you basically get nine segments added on. If you eat a uh, two, you get two segments added on. Of course, your score is smaller. I was trying to figure out if the numbers had anything to do with the amount of time they stayed on the screen. Because no, uh, because you'll see some numbers pop up and they literally are gone like in an instant. And yeah. sometimes things will just never leave. I'm like, and I always thought, I wonder what that's going on with this. It's just totally random, I guess. Yeah, and I think that's exactly right. I think it is just a random bit of, of fun to add into the game. See, if I was designing this, I would have had the bigger numbers last shorter. And that way, because those are the bigger points, and right. made it more interesting because they're quicker. They had to get there quicker. Right. Of course, that is not how this works. Um, I'll redesign it. <laughs> for, the new, on the phone. for the new brain. This was written in basic, yeah. as was, everything. I think, everything that we played, at least. Um, what makes this a good version of, of Snake, of, of Worms? Uh, the controls are very responsive. In uh, four-direction mode. In four-direction mode. Uh, the graphics are what you could expect. The, the, the Snake, I'm sorry, Worm moves at a nice pace. He has a nice speed. Uh, the numbers disappearing add a little bit to the game, I guess. Because uh, normally, you know, you just run to the number. Sometimes you see a number pop up and you think, I'm not even going to go for that. I'm on this side of the screen. I, I'll never make it over there in time. I'm just going to stay over here because the numbers, while they appear random, it does appear, it does kind of go from quadrant to quadrant of the screen. Um, what else does this do that's very interesting is a continue feature. If you are playing your game and you've got a decent sized worm going, right? And you die, it will ask you if you want to continue. And this actually pops up on the little display on the machine, uh, which is very, very neat. It's one of the only things I saw that used it inside of the program at all. That's why you wanted to play this, isn't it? Let's yeah, it is. It is. I thought that was I interesting. They used a little display for something. Um, so if you continue, you start a whole new worm. A whole new... <laughs> Thank you. But your old worm skeleton <laughs> is still on the screen. The worms have skeletons like that that would just lay out there? Don't they just sort of melt? I sure, Aaron, but this isn't a snake, Aaron. It's a worm. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. A snake uh, does have a skeleton. Yeah, I don't No, Worms do not have skeletons. Uh, they have ribs. And, or uh, Anyway. Fuck uh, about worm, Bob. We're going to dissect one right here on the show. I've dissected a worm before. Why? I, I had to for school. Yeah, but you just did it last year. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. That's when you eat the worm. Oh, I'm sorry. So, uh, having being able to continue your game. It's interesting, but it's of course it's a gimmick because if you were playing for any kind of high score stakes, you would never do this because it it one hundred percent hinders you hinders you with no benefit to the game at all. It just has wherever you died, your skeleton's there, and now you can't go there. 
it might be kind of fun to to see how full you can get the screen before you just go insane. Yeah. Um, There's plenty of times though when you can't get the number. It's in the middle of your dead. Your corpse. dead corpse yeah. is wrapped around it. Yes, it's better than playing a game where you you just move around your the previously dead body. <laughs> a constant reminder of your own in-game mortality. Now, Aaron, we played a lot uh, of of New Brain. Yeah, we did. Um, and I would say, from what I played, this is probably top three? Well, I mean, let's come clean here. A lot of the games on the New Brain were text games. Yeah. Okay? Including some, like, actual, like, legitimate releases. You know, your... Uh, I believe like the Zor the Zorks is on here. A couple of them. there were actual games that were released on this thing that were like you'd heard of, but we didn't want to play a text game. No, exactly. you can't really get learn much about the, the machine. Yeah. Uh, and we played a lot of like arcade style clones on this thing. There's a lot of I me. Mean, like, uh, there's your first commands, your space and, invaders, and the Pac Man clone was the worst thing I've ever like seen. A Defenderish type game. Oh my gosh, it was you know, bad. But we did try a lot. We found several educational titles, titles about history. So it's not like we were rolling in, in top shelf I, was, I would still put this in the top three, only because it plays smooth. I'd put it in the top two, because we <laughs> both play two <laughs> uh, And it does well enough with the concept. Aaron, what did you think of Worm? I, I played this game quite a bit. Uh, in fact, this what you're seeing here is one of my is one of my plays. Uh, I, I, I always liked that game, this style of game, and right. I thought this game, listen for uh, for what it was. You can change the playfield size. Cool. You, yeah, you do. That was have, a neat little touch. Well, it's, I'm sure. I'm sure it's out of necessity. That's right. right. Uh, you can also, again, you've got the option to have multi-direction. The funny thing about multi-direction, we sort of mock the way you control it, but the controls are the thing. If you want to go forward, you have to hit like uh, the whichever way you want to go twice, because the the middle, the first time you hit it, it makes them go diagonal. So really, what it's doing is adding an extra layer of difficulty to the game. Yeah, uh, which is interesting. So it's smart. It's smart. The uh, the skeleton and the continue thing. It's different. Uh, I, uh, but the one thing about this game, and of course, just like any other state game, you sort of have to anticipate uh, how are things going to go. But I wasn't expecting uh, much from the new brain game wise, and uh, this surprised me. It's quick. It controls well, and it's it plays a good game. Of Snake and play a real good game. It does. Like, I, I tried both modes. They both look fine. You won't have any trouble seeing what you're doing. I mean, if this is your bag, you know, and it is mine, I played. I play a lot of this game back in the day. Then this would be totally, totally serviceable uh, little game here. I didn't have any. I thought it was. I enjoyed it. Frankly, yeah. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I thought it was pretty good. Now, Aaron, I believe that you brought something completely different to the table. Yeah, oh yeah, big time. We didn't get any plates on this, but there's a reason for that. No, that's you not know? true. I mean, we didn't. We didn't get reviews. Yeah. yeah, no, I, uh, my, no reviews on my end because, because Brent was a little, real late picking yeah. his. I, I never actually announced what I was playing. That, so. was, that could be. Part. <laughs> did you not? I didn't. You no. knucklehead. No. So just ran out of time. I did go in a completely different direction, and again, much like Brent, I had to just sit down and just play a crap load of New Brain. Yeah. Just to try to find something I could get down down and funky with. And I came up with a game called Pete. P-A-T exclamation point. Exclamation point. Yes. That was good. I love games that have those. Pete, uh, copyrighted in 1985, developed by Stephen Mayfoyd. Mayfoyd. 
That's hard to say. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. Simba Soft. Okay, so... Simba. I thought to myself, well, hey, here's this guy's name and Simba's over here. I should have no trouble trying to <laughs> dig into him. I found almost nothing. Yeah. But I, and this morning, I was like, man, I got to come up with something for this guy. Uh, and I did find out that uh, Stephen uh, uh, Mayfoyt and Simposoft are also credited on a piece of Amstrad software called, oh. yeah, called the Music Processor. Okay, I don't know if anybody's familiar with it. I know I wasn't. That's the only reference I could find anywhere to Simposoft or to Mayfoyt. So, and they did have an ad in a magazine. Oh, they also had an ad. They so so. Of course, this released way late in the life cycle. Right, right. But so, but uh, but and the, I'm talking about the music processor. Oh, yeah, that Pete, no, Pete, no, okay, no ad. Okay. So Pete, the the story behind Pete. Here's the game. Yeah, I'm going to read it verbatim from the docs here. The docs are built into the game. God, little Pete. Killed the bugs. That's his name. Pete killed the bugs yes. around his multi-layered garden, avoiding all the nasty bugs that follow him around. But be quick. Um, he doesn't have much time to help Pete fight them. Pick up spray can and use it. And then you can also uh, water your plants with a watering can. Okay, now... Uh, Pete likes points, it says, and it's got the list of the <laughs> yeah. points you get for killing all all the uh, items on the screen. So Pete likes to break the fourth wall. <laughs> when I read this, I was like, man, this is a weird, what is this game? And so what was I surprised when out pops a, uh, a multi-level, like, laddered uh, game field. I mean, it's got probably 10 levels yeah. of, uh, of uh, you know, platforms. At the top level, there's a thing that's uh, the, uh, like a shed. It's called a shed. It's literally it's literally on. said shed. Yeah, it's like a barn. <laughs> and at the bottom, you're gonna see you at, when the game starts. Pete goes from the shed, goes down the side of the screen, goes down and plants five plants, five seeds. Carrots. They're obviously carrots. They're carrots. And your job in this game is to wait for the carrots to uh, mature, and when they're ready for picking. You can go down and get one carrot yes. at a time, and then you have to take it all the way back up to your shed. Presumably, it's up there canning this stuff. Then you've got to go all the way back down, wait for the next carrot to mature, pick that one, take it all the way back to the shed, and and so on and so on. Now, uh, the path to the shed is is basically ladders. Yeah. Okay, so I don't explain. I have no idea what in God's name kind of farm this is. It's it one of those hanging, yeah, one of the hanging it, ones. It, it requires you to go up down these ladders. Now, ladders are sort of scattered all over the place. And, of course, it wouldn't be a uh, it wouldn't be a game without an adversary. And the adversaries in this game are rodents. You've got a rabbit, spider, midges, and flies that, that come around and they try to Get you, okay? So Pete can only carry one thing at a time. That's it, okay? <laughs> Pete so, has to be an older gentleman. <laughs> so when I first played this game, the first thing I did was like, I'm going to go get the um, uh, go get the uh, water to water the plants. And I'll get to that in a minute. Well, you, I was like, you couldn't, I couldn't get rid of the water. So there's, if you look at the docks, there's a there's a button to drop yeah, by for drop. Yep. So. At the bottom of the screen, the plants that grow, grow in a cycle. And so it, to, for a plant to go from a seed to a full-size, pickable plant 
takes probably 10 seconds. Of, uh, and so you watch it grow. There's like, like four phases of growth. You can't pick it till it's ready. And so you've got two choices. You can just stand there hoping nothing kills you and something will. Or you can have the watering can and you can actually water it to make it go faster. Uh, it'll mature. For, no, it does. I'm, it does work. No, I know. And I you've know. got, I think it's like three uses of the water can before it goes. Um, Pete can also pick up like basically something to kill the bugs, okay, or the, or the rodents. And this is the same thing. You can kill them, uh, but you it has limited amount of shots. And if you're holding this, you can't actually get any plants, or you can't, and you can't water anything. That's the gimmick. So this is sort of like I would. I would, I'm going to go ahead and say it's sort of like it's. There's a slight puzzle strategy element to this. It's not just a, a, a twitchy. Uh, there's nothing worse than being at the bottom of the screen waiting for these plants to mature, and there's and the roads are coming down, and you think you got plenty of time. These plants are slow. Yeah, you know, and they cycle. They do cycle now. Um, the one thing this game does, it lets you, it's got nine frames and nine skill levels. Okay, so uh, if you play just at the default, you play at zero skill level and you start at frame zero. So everybody, you've got 10, you've got zero. I tried a different skill levels until I crashed the game. Yeah. Uh, and uh, it's a lot of it's just the it's speed. Yeah, it's you, speed. You don't need to go off one right. or zero. Yeah. <laughs> I never successfully got off the first stage. Uh, it was hard to get up because of the way the map is set up. Uh, you can get to the point where you're surrounded by critters and in your bone. Has it's nothing a, to do with that. It's though. a difficult game. The funny thing is, I know there is strategy involved in in going through this with the stuff that you've got at your at your disposal. And so, what I think you should probably do is have the weapon standing by somewhere at a certain point that you can grab it when you need it. Uh, and to, to get your fruit or vegetables, I should say, back up to the shed. Well, the problem with that, though, is once you pick up a carrot, you can't drop the you carrot. You can't drop the carrot, yeah. So once you picked up a vegetable, you, you can't pick go. up the weapon or the water can. So you have to get to the top with it. Um, I really was really taken aback by Pete. I was surprised how much, uh, how real an actual game this is. And the fact that I've never, I don't think I've ever quite played a game like it. It sort of reminds me of the kind of the style of a game like Space Panic or Load Runner, one of those games where you're basically almost defenseless, and you're ba the whole game is almost like a continual chase. You know what I mean? Those games were popular in the early '80s. You know, and this came out in '85, so I can see there may have been some sort of uh, there may be something where it was influenced by that a little bit. But I mean, they're definitely not ripoffs of either one of those games. It's a, as far as I can tell, it's a pretty unique concept. What did you think of Pete? I liked Pete. Uh, I liked the concept of Pete. Uh, the problem with Pete was something you didn't discuss. The controls are god-awful. Really? I didn't think they were that bad. No, they're horrible. I didn't have the if you If you tap, if you literally tap, 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 he will go one at a time. And if you hold, he will move once and then turn into the flash. And... The sides of the board, you can actually run right off the edge. And I died more times by running right off the edge than anything else. You never else. did that one time. Yes, you did. I have a recording of it. Of uh, running off the edge? Yes. I don't remember doing it. Yeah, you did. Okay, I don't believe it. <laughs> well, I can't help that. It tells me the doctor the footage. <laughs> um, and that that's the worst part, is there's no smooth... Uh, unlike Worms, 
where all your actions feel very smooth and very connected to what you're pressing. Pete, uh, your actions are seem struggle. I struggled the entire time. Dodging the enemies, the game's fair. Uh, the game will, the enemies will loop around. If they go come to a ladder, they have a choice, move up or down, but they don't always do it. Otherwise, they just go back and forth on the platform they're on. So you always can avoid putting yourself into a situation where you're going to die. Uh, it's difficult because you have to keep, there's, there's more enemies to, than just one. There's four or five at, at a time at some points. So you have to keep an eye on all of that. But the game's fair and it at least doesn't just spawn one on the same level as you. Uh, they always spawn at the top, at least that I saw. Um, you can kill them, but the spray can, I don't think that's the best strategy. Uh, there's points in it, sure. Yeah, that's where you get the majority of the points. Right, but it's it just slows down everything else that you're doing. I just wonder if there's some kind of strategy to using this, using an item, put dropping it, getting the thing and going. You know? Right. And I tried... And uh, I never could quite get it, get it my head wrapped around what their strategies would be. Well, here's the thing: the fact that we're even talking that there could be strategies yeah. means this is so far advanced over over most of what the new brain had. Yeah, uh, and like I said, we played a lot. When I found out Worms was a commercial release, I was uh, my mind was blown. Yeah, uh, I, I mean. It, it's a it's good it's a good rendition and they sold it for the appropriate price i think four bucks that includes your shipping is fair um but the caliber of things that were coming out on the new brain were low and they were low that's just you have to accept that um so when you have something like pete that is so far beyond and it were it released I mean, the, the the thing had to be the new, the new brain had to have been well dead by the time I this would thing say released. yes. I would say eighty five. It was long gone. Uh, it shows that there is still untapped potential for the new brain because this was a complex game. No, it didn't play great, but it had complex concepts and it had really good graphics. When you run, your guy leans back. Yeah, uh, the flies and the spiders and the the uh, ticks and everything look. All they all have a very distinguished look. Same thing with the spray can and the watering can and the carrots. Everything that looks like what it's supposed to look like. I was really impressed with that kind of stuff. And it showed me that there were things here that could have been done if more if it had more market share, which would have attracted more people to program for it. I don't expect there to be a huge home scene for Pete, but uh, uh, I'm happy. I'm Played it. I'm, yeah. I mean, I will say after playing some of the New Brain's other offerings, the uh, uh, so, such as the uh, Space Invaders Clutch, this thing could do. I mean, it's. I would put it somewhere in the in the ballpark of a uh, of a uh, Terrace eighty Model One or a, a Dixie yes. System eighty. You know, one yes. of those. I mean, I'm not saying it's there, but no. it's in the it's in the, it's like, in it's the on the door. Yeah, and we know from those machines. That things could get really things good. Things get really good, given. I mean, this is like any other. When you've got someone who's a, a master at their craft, they can get the job done. Yeah. Um, we did get a review on this one uh, from the aforementioned Pajaco six five zero two, who chimes in a mix of space panic and burger time. Exactly what I said. 
that is a reasonably good game despite the new brain's limitations. The game was a little clunky in places and things like dropping the water can or bug spray, but I was constantly dropping it where I wanted to go and then picking it up by accident. It is possible to get trapped in by enemies despite your best efforts not to, so the game could maybe have been done with a little tweak, or could have done with a little tweaking. I found tapping the keys to move around was a lot safer than holding the keys down, yeah. and I did, <laughs> as you could zip across the screen too quickly and fall off the edge and die, yeah. which I was initially surprised by, so was Brent. I was too. However, Shocked. despite my initial reservations and cursing, I had trouble pulling myself away from it to do the housework. So there's definitely the seeds of a great game here. I see what you did there. <laughs> and one homebrewers could plant on other systems easily enough. I couldn't get any sound. I don't think this thing has sound. I don't think it has it. So yeah. I played it in silence, but it was still enjoyable enough without the graphics, uh, without the sound. The graphics are basic, but everything is recognizable and puts you in the game. Emulation of the new brain is a pain to get working. But honestly, if you do manage to give Pete a try... For this, uh, if you do manage it, give Pete a try. For uh, this machine, the game is fantastic. Eight out of ten. That's a high praise right there. I will say, once you actually get um, the the new brain software package, okay, which comes with everything, with it's once you understand the, I mean, just right, it's not hard. Now it's easy for me to say that because someone held my hand, yeah, you know, and walked <laughs> me along, but it's not hard. I'm surprised there's so little like YouTube footage and stuff of gameplay on this machine. So I'm gonna I'm gonna upload. You're both surprised of by that? Yeah, I mean okay. everything's got footage. I'm gonna upload both our videos because hey, we're gonna represent. There you uh, go. But, uh, this is one that would be simple to get. There's a there's a website where you register to get this thing. I think it's free, but I couldn't even get the registration to work. <laughs> so Pajaco found it and, got, and gave it to me. So I don't yeah. know where you'd even get this now. Uh, but if you get a chance, and I think I think. Mess supports this or MAME. I think it supports the new brain. So you may try that as well. But I mean, if you're interested in trying some new brain stuff, it's it's an interesting thing to look through. It also is a snapshot of the era that was that early 80s where they were really just trying to get their footing and understand what people were going to do with these machines, and especially what, what they were going to do in terms of gaming. Right. Yeah. And, and I think uh, it was a fun experience. I'm glad we had it. Rough week to... to to fit it in, I, I really I wish I had more time, but you know, let's uh, let's see what's next week, Aaron. Oh yes, sir. With a little thing called the wheel. Bam. Now, Aaron, do you know what was added to the wheel? I've got no idea. You told me nothing. Uh, so, why don't you look on there? We added the uh, Memotech MTX. Oh God, what is that? And, and our retro rewind was C64 cart game. Okay. So, Aaron, let's spin the wheel. Shall I, you want to do the honor? I got it. I got it. Come on, Memotech. We've got the Acorn Atom. The Acorn Atom, Aaron. Who suggested that one to Brent? That was suggested by Andy Fitzpatrick. All right, Andy Fitzpatrick. Your name has been summoned, sir. The Acorn Adam. You spelled Adam incorrectly, by the way. It's A T O M. I copy and pasted. Oh, well, there you go. We'll figure it out. <laughs> if there's an Acorn Adam spelled like that, I don't ever heard of it. So you never know after playing the Grundy. <laughs> the new brain. That's right. Now, Aaron, something important as we're closing down here. Uh, 
ARG will not be next week. We are on our new schedule. And Aaron, let's talk about that new schedule a little bit. Sure. We are ha have been uh, uh, chosen by a higher power. Wow. Shut up. It's higher power. We will be taking over the uh, ZX Spectrum show. R. Sinclair. The Atari ST show. Atari ST show. And the Coco show. TSA Computer show, yeah. And the way we're going to do this is we are integrating those shows into the Sunday time slot. So it will be ARG Percents. That was this week. Yep. Next week, we're going to be doing a uh, R. Sinclair. Yes. But ARG Percents is too big, too bad, too bold. To have to wait a month before another show. So, <laughs> the next week after R. Sinclair is going to be ARG Presents again. Yeah. And then we're going to be doing a uh, Coco show. Uh, or was it here or the... Uh, so, here's the way it's going to work. I've already got... If you're in the Discord, this stuff's already been posted. Uh, I've got a uh, thing right here. So, next week we'll be doing R. Sinclair and the game will be Rocco. By the Rocco. I'm looking forward to that one. Uh, September 17th will be ARG Presents, and the September 24th will be the Atari ST show we're doing uh, Bomboozle. Bam! And then that will that will finish us up for the month, so that should be a lot of fun. We get to play Atari this month and R. Sinclair. So it'll be and some Acorn! So next week, it will be the R. Sinclair Rocco. It'll be a lot of fun to Brent. Aaron, one more thing. I want to congratulate you. Uh, you had just wrapped up another successful ICC yeah, uh, I heard it was a good time. Is that going to be hitting the web soon? Uh, if everything goes well, that will be hitting the web uh, mon as we record this the, uh, the day after today, which will be Monday the 4th. So by the time you see this, it will probably be out there. There's a couple things I want to jump in here, Brent, with. For whatever reason, I got a, a message. We were not, uh, The ARG Presents has made the top listener chart on the Good Pods Top 100 Retro uh, podcast of all time. Wow. Number 20. We made it Bam. top 20. That was a stunner. And one other thing I want to chime in on, I thought this was kind of fascinating. Uh, a long time ago, we did a show with the Commodore Pet. Uh, we played two games, um, one called Meteorites and one called Fire. And the guy that did Fire sent us a, a five-star iTunes and was uh, <laughs> surprised. His name is Brian Sawyer. And uh, he was uh, he was pleased that we covered his game, and he thanked us for keeping his game alive. Absolutely. Cool. So if you haven't checked out our Commodore Pet episode with Fire in it, go check that out, because it was we had a lot of fun with that one, too. This is, again, we're in the wheelhouse of the Pet and these older machines. We always have more fun than any people should reviewing the old stuff. Absolutely. Just, I, I love it. I, I grew up with a lot of this stuff, so it's like a flashback. And I love exploring new things and finding new gaming that I'd have never played elsewhere. So this is... The, so good. So good. Absolutely. Now, Aaron, uh, as you know, new set, uh, new show format. Uh, not all the format got you finished. We don't have a closer for this week. And I know you love your little stingers, Aaron. So can you give the fans at home a little sting as we, as we close out today? Just what? Just off the top of my head? Yeah, no pressure. Well, let's just put it this way. Uh, never ever trust your brother. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> that works. Bam. Have a good one, everybody. Yeah.